Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to $200 in fee-free overdraft with a Chime checking account. Sign up today at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Welcome to Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle instead of Podbean, but still on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Also, we are on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. The episodes go up there the next day, it's a great place for Android subscribers to find us as well. And make sure you like and subscribe. You get all of our other content. We're close to 20,000 subscribers. Check out 5reasonsports.com. Spell that one out. You get the latest content in South Florida without a paywall. And check out the great sponsors of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. This guy is a huge Heat fan. You see him at the games all the time. But more importantly, he can help you get your money. He's Eric Rubenstein. He grew up down here in Laurel Hill, now lives in Miami. And if you have any kind of a case that's personal injury, an accident, slip and fall, medical malpractice, this is the guy for you. Reach out to Eric at 954-829-ERIC. That's 954-829-ERIC. I've been talking for a long time about all of his credentials, so I don't need to go over it again. But he is from St. Thomas University, went to law school there. He's a Miami guy. And he'll help you get your money. You can also find him on Instagram and ask about me. I got you. I recommend that. You never know who shows up in his pages. Again, 954-829-ERIC. 954-829-ERIC. And now, today's episode. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got them all banned. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. We're here at FTX Arena, where, of course, the Miami Heat will open their season on Wednesday night against the Chicago Bulls. We're talking to one of the newer members of the Miami Heat here. He just secured a two-way contract with the Heat after a very impressive training camp jamal kane we appreciate you joining us i appreciate you for having me man so okay you're joining us after a workout day so take me through it a little bit um it's normal normal day got a lift in good lift uh got a good workout in with my guy drew smith got some treatment and now i'm here so you and drew are now kind of in this together a little bit uh both getting two ways here which you didn't have when you came to camp um how well do you know him and, and sort of so, some of these relationships you developed over the course of camp um well i've been knowing drew since summer league um built a relationship with him like since then uh he's been cool though he's kind of been helping me through this whole process because he's like been through it so just been on his hip just asking him questions you know just trying to learn as much as i can from him and uh process has been it's been good man i can't complain about anything all right, I got Brady and Alex here as well, and we're going to go into some hardcore basketball stuff. They're, they're waiting for this, but I want to get into some background with you a little bit. Um, I don't think a lot of people know your background. So you were second in Mr. Basketball in the state of Michigan. Still a little sick about that. I was going to say, who was first? Um, it was Isaiah Livers. Play for the Pistons. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're nodding over yeah. here? Yeah, it's facts. Uh, all right, so why were you a little sick about it? Just because I thought that – did the things I needed to do in order to win it. I mean, not knocking like 
Isaiah, anything like that. He's a great player. Like, it's my guy. But just feel like I had, like, a better year. That's all. And then Marquette. Um, so there's certain schools that tend to go through the Miami Heat. Okay. Uh, there's Duke, although Pat Riley said no more Duke players. So I don't, I don't know how the Irisons are going to feel about that. Uh, pretty much every other player that comes here is from Kentucky, as you know. Yeah. And then there's the Marquette thing. Mm-hmm. It seems like the Marquette crew is winning, though. I mean, the, <laughs> the best player in the history of the franchise is from there, and your current best player yeah. is from there. Uh, just take me through the process of recruit recruiting mm-hmm. at Marquette, and then because uh, obviously. I've, I've been there many times on trips to Milwaukee and mm-hmm. seen the shrines to Dwayne and yeah. to Jimmy and all that. Yeah. Just uh, like the, the experience of kind of the recruitment and then also kind of following in their footsteps a little bit here. Um, well, the recruiting process, uh, it was tough, but it came down to Michigan and Marquette. So uh, both were Jordan school. So I wasn't missing out on any of the nice gear. Um, <laughs> but I just felt like Marquette was more of like a home for me. Like they made me feel at home, like, the day I stepped on campus. So it was kind of a no brainer for me. And I feel like the Miami culture and the Marquette culture, like from D Wade, Jay Crowder, DJO, Jimmy Butler, they were all like competitive, hardworking guys. And that was like the Marquette culture. And it was just like a blessing to be a part of this heat coach. Cause I feel like they represent that same type of culture, you know, um, working hard, like developing players and just being gritty, man, and just playing your balls off. So that was kind of like, even better for me in a sense, because that's kind of how my whole basketball journey has been, was just grinding, going balls to the wall, you know, um, just working hard and stuff like that. And just doing like, you know, all the stuff that people don't want to do, diving on the floor, playing hard on defense, like those type of things. So kind of all jail together. Jerry you ever get sick of hearing about Dwayne? Dwayne Wade? Mm-hmm. Nah, man, he's a great man. Come on, <laughs> I can never get sick of hearing that. How often was he back? Um, he came to uh, one game. He actually came with Gabrielle, too. That was, like, really, like, shocking for me. But he came back. He was cool, though. Uh, he chopped it up with us, you know, took pictures with us, and he was, he was a cool guy. So your role at Marquette, uh, before you ended up at Oakland, actually another a former Heat player, Kendrick Nunn, made the sort of the Oakland trek uh, after some time at Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you find your role in Marquette, and why did things change so much when you went out to Oakland where all of a sudden you were averaging 20 and 10? Well, um, role at Marquette was um, just to be a kind of same thing as here, like um, be athletic, be a defensive, like disruptor, um, make my open shots, you know, just try and make guys around me better. And um, the transition to Oakland, well, as you all know, like uh, Coach Wojo, he got fired. And I don't want to go through a whole, like, transition with a new coach, even though I did. But I knew it was different at, like, that Division One higher level. So I wanted to, you know, go back home where I felt more comfortable, more, like, um, confident in my game. Not saying I wasn't confident, but just wanted to really, like, work on my game and like have a chance to really like show that and I knew uh Campy was gonna uh provide me that opportunity and once again it was back home my mom didn't get a chance to like see a lot of my college games so it's kind of no-brainer for me I wanted to go back for my family my mom's and ended up being a success for me I don't I don't know if most people understand kind of how that worked at that point because you 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 were four years at Marquette correct right four, okay so what was the reason you were able to play the fifth year at Oakland on the COVID. Uh, COVID came around. uh, I see it as a blessing, like, even though it was like something terrible for all of us, but for me in the basketball sense, it was a blessing just to get that uh, opportunity for another year to showcase more of my talent. 
And after that year at Oakland, you put up the numbers. Did you anticipate that, you know, you were going to get drafted when were NBA teams looking? Um, I didn't anticipate that I would be drafted, but I knew like the goal going into that year and the goal that uh, Coach Campy had set for me. So I knew it was like a chance for me to like follow my dreams, but drafted not. And I didn't think that highly. And, and the role change again, from going from a role player to being a leading scorer, being a leading rebounder, being a leader of a team. How did you kind of grow into that in that season? Um, I feel like I always had those type of like, I don't know, like characteristics or anything like that. It's just new school, new environment. I was ready for it. Um, I worked hard for it. Like I was leader at Marquette. Um, one of the guys that tried to keep guys together, but now that I had the opportunity to like show that on a skill level, it like just made it even better. Cause I already had like the characteristics to be a leader, to like help guys out, um, make sure guys are confident, things like that. But now that I had the opportunity like to be like that guy and actually be like a like a main scorer and like provider on like the basketball side of it, it was it was even better for me, man. It helped me a lot. Do you consider yourself a late bloomer then in that sense? 100 percent yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been a late bloomer like my whole basketball journey since high school, college, now like kind of used to a man being an underdog. When was the point that you thought, okay, I can be in not just an NBA camp, mm -hmm. but I can make an NBA team? Deep down, like I know everyone say like I believe I can be an NBA player, but I always believe because I don't need like the ball in my hand to be an impact like I play hard and I do the things that usually people don't want to do and I feel like that's something that's not really in the lead anymore and that's something that people would cherish so I knew I can always bring those type of things to the game that would be appreciated all right when we come back I'm gonna let Brady and Alex jump in here because I know they got a lot of basketball X's and O's that they want to get into you uh, into with you we'll be right back on five on the floor be back with Jamal Kane here in a second. Before we do, I want to tell you about our product code. It's 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. And that works in three different places. 5RSN. The first place, manscaped.com. Get 20% off all of your grooming products below the belt. Also, the cologne, the deodorant, and everything else like that. I have to say this. I'm contractually obligated. Your balls and your body will thank you. Go to manscaped.com. They also send you a bunch of free stuff if you do that. Also, with the code 5RSN, that's the number 5RSN, therapistpreferred.com. That's your CBD, the premium stuff, okay? Therapistpreferred.com, the tincture, the sports cream, the gummies. They got a deal on a new sports cream on there as well, 25% off. And Better Edge, that's our betting partner, B-E-T-T-O. Oredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. You get $20 free to play. It's peer-to-peer -peer betting. It's legal in the state of Florida and in 44 other states. You're not betting against the book, and you will get your money. So therapistpreferred.com, manscaped.com, betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, 
Wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com, slash, Miami Heat. All right, we're back here on Five on the Floor. We've got Alex Toledo. we got Brady Hawk. we still got Jamal Kane down here at FTX Arena. I'll start it off, and then I'm going to let them just geek out with you because that's what they want to do. Uh, <laughs> we'll get we'll get into next. We'll get into some of that uh, some of that stuff. But you talk about being kind of a somebody who'll do everything that others don't want to do. But also, when I was sitting down with Max Struess in the Bahamas, and I was saying, "Who's the most athletic guy on this team?" He immediately says, "Jamal Kane." Like more athletic than Bam? Yes. He also told me Jimmy might be the best athlete on that team. And I was like, wait a second. I, there's sheets of paper. I haven't seen Jimmy jump up. Okay. Jimmy so, got bonus. Tell you. But he doesn't show it. Is that just kind of like, you know, is he toying with us a little bit like he was with a hair? <laughs> that would call me off guard. But yeah, I, yeah, because I seen him catch a pass one time at training camp. And I was like, man, there's no way he's catching that pass. But his athleticism, like, helped him catch the pass. So I'm like, yeah. He definitely has some springs, man. He probably not just showing everyone, but I know for a fact because I have bounce. So I know what it looks like when someone has bounce. And I'm like, yeah, Jimmy got bounce. More bounce than Caleb. See, you trying to put me in, in the bad <laughs> spot right now, man. Look, I don't know. You're going to have to have him have a dunk contest, man. I don't know. I don't know. All right. I'm going to I'm gonna turn it over to these guys. Uh, Brady, jump in here. I was going to say, you were talking the other day about just like some of the one-on-one drills you were doing with Bam where it was just kind of like whoever gets three scores or three stops, and then you're playing – one-on-one with Jimmy, I guess, to practice the other day and going at him. I want to know what, what is the difference, I guess, in, in skill level when I know you probably played one-on-one your entire life from driveway to high school to college. What is the difference in skill level in those one-on-one games? I would say now it's more like, like strategic thinking, like um, looking at a defender's feet, um, making sure you not over dribbling and stuff like that. Like Jimmy was like the one that really like, told me about those type things because I just asked some questions after every bucket like how do you do this what were you thinking about and it's just more strategic thinking like when you're on offense and yeah I would say that it's a lot slower like one-on-one back then when I play against my boys it's more I'm trying to break you off I'm trying to make you look stupid like more like now it's like okay if he's leaning one way how do I get into his body get him off balance and shoot a more comfortable shot so and, and talk about the – you were talking before about not needing the ball in your hand and kind of understanding your role. It feels like one of the things you're best at is just, like, understanding the feel of when to cut, when to do things off the ball. When you look at this roster and see it's it's a lot of guys that kind of demand the ball in a lot of ways. There's a lot of do- ball-dominant guys that just uh, are going to create. Do you see that being your role, like where you see an opening, I guess, and kind of playing your own game on this roster with that type of ability? Yeah. Um, I know the guys, they have confidence in me, you know, with moving without the ball. And I feel like that's like a gift that I have. Like, it's just something that's instinctively like there. Like someone turn their head, I cut. Like, I just feel like that's the normal basketball I play to make. And I'm always crashing because I know how it is trying to box someone out every time. And it's like, you're not trying to do that. So I try and make my impact there. Um, so yeah, man, I just try and do whatever I can, you know, to try and impact the game, man. 
when we were uh, asking some of our listeners kind of who to compare you with, and there were some names that came up here uh, from the past. One was Derek Jones Jr. One was Josh Richardson. Mm-hmm. But another name that came up was they said he ghost cuts like Dwayne. Mm-hmm. Did I mean, did you have you studied that at all? Because that was a specialty of his. Oh, man, it's just something that I've been doing. Like, even if you were to talk to my trainer, uh, Mike, Mike Covington, like he'll tell you, like, that's just something that I always had a knack for. Like, I always cut because I just like dunking. Like, I like dunking the ball so I know you can get a lot of easy dunks just cutting when the defender's not watching so I don't know that's just was installed in me since I've been playing and it's just something that I haven't like gave like given up so so you talk here about the way that you're able to score off ball we talked a little bit as far as the way that you were able to score on ball at Oakland now that you're in this situation on the defensive end do you consider yourself to be a stronger on ball defender or off ball defender because we've seen you make a lot of plays specifically like as an interceptor, um, you know, grabbing a lot of passes, getting in the passing lanes. And we also know that, you, you know, you're real athletic, as we talked about. So I uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on what you think of yourself better as. And because I know you seem to be very strong on both ends. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I try and like challenge myself on both, like, because I want to be a great on-ball defender because I have like the attributes for it. And I also want to be a great off-ball defender. But me personally, I feel like I'm more on-ball, like an uh, on-ball better defender, just because, I don't know, like I'm quick on my feet. Um, I feel like I can stay in front of almost anybody. And, um, yeah, man, that's just something that I pride myself on. And growing up, like I always played one-on-one drills. Like that's something that like my trainer like always had us do. And I was playing against like some quick, like nice guards. So, I don't know, man, I just really embrace that and – just and it's something that uh Wojo you know Wojo he was like really big on that so I feel like I picked that up from him when I was at Marquette because he would pick up guys 94 and you know he would be disruptive with his hands so just watching that I don't know I feel like he kind of installed that in me as well that moment the other day uh which the heat put out on their social media which all of a sudden we said okay he's making the team because the, the heat i guess well you, we know how this works okay the heat's not putting it out on social media if you're going to be gone the next day that's yeah. just not happening but uh but uh with bam kind of putting his arm around you and basically saying like when did you feel like the guys on this team like embraced you because i mean the core of this team is back from last year and they basically lost one player. And so we weren't expecting a lot of newcomers to make an impact this year. I feel like they embraced me like since day one, like, cause I feel like the culture here is like really well with just having everyone feel like, like in a family, like it's a real family oriented program. So I feel like I felt like a part of the whole family, like since day one, but once I felt like it was like, they was like, okay, we know he can play was probably after the Brooklyn game for sure. Yeah. So the one last question I have for you is, and I know the Heat are very much positionless when they, you know, the way that everything is run. You've played multiple positions in your career and it's been a lot made of the Heat, you know, the way that Ethan mentioned, losing PJ Tucker and there being this quote unquote hole at the power forward. Mm -hmm. Do you think you'll be getting minutes uh, at the power forward this season, trying to fill in that hole, even though, you know, we've seen it's not really much of a hole when they're playing Jovic out there, they're playing, they're starting Caleb. Yeah. Uh, you've got Highsmith, you've got yourself. Yeah. So a lot of guys who can actually play the minutes, but I just wanted to ask you, what do you see yourself as uh, positionally? Does that matter to you? Um, and what are the differences in between playing three versus four, for example? Man, me personally, it don't matter, man. Whatever coach want me to play, man, I play it to my best ability. Like, 
to be honest with you, like, did I see myself in the lead in this position? Maybe a year ago, I didn't. So right now I'm just taking it every day by day. I'm blessed, man, with this opportunity. And like, like I said, whatever coach you need me to do, I do it, man. If it's playing a five, the four, three, if you need me to just go guard someone, like I do it. If you need me to just rebound, I do it. So not really too much thinking about like a position, man. I just want to help the team in any way I can. One of the things you do, speaking of kind of role and everything, is you run the floor and, and just want to play into transition. This team has generally been a slower paced team over the years. Like they kind of slow things down. Obviously, Kyle now is kind of speeding up a little bit, just trying to push it. And Bam is obviously a, generally a really athletic five that can't really be stopped in, in the kind of transition. When you think about the possibility, I guess, of running, I guess, the floor next to Bam in those spots and talking about playing the four, what do you kind of envision, I guess, just from a basketball perspective? Um, I just feel like something. That's something that I bring to the game that's like a positive thing, just because I have to use my quickness, you know, my athleticism and in the game. And that's one of the things that helped me. Like, as you can see, I just spread the floor. Like, I know a guy posted something on Twitter, like he only took two dribbles, but had like 15 points. Like, man, that's that's me. That's my game, man. I don't need to dribble the ball. Like, I can run the floor just like you seen. But yeah, man, that's just, you know, that's something that I, was just thinking about, man, like just trying to get some hard working points, man. And yeah. All right. Let's go through some personal stuff here real quick. Rapid fire, right? Yeah. Nickname you want. Nickname I want. Mm-hmm. Maul. Was that? Maul. That's what my family called me. Maul. Maul? Man, I done heard a lot of stuff. Candy cane. I done <laughs> heard uh, hurricane. I done heard a lot of stuff. Raising cane. I done heard a lot of stuff, man. It's whatever the people want. To be honest, I don't really care. Best restaurant you found in Miami so far? Oh, man. The one next to the Ferris wheel. Hard Rock. Hard Rock, Hard Rock is the best restaurant you found? That I found. I haven't been to a lot. Michael, come on. That was him. That's me, though. That's him. Best state. The yeah. best steak in Miami is at Hard Rock? No, it was a steak. I had a steak. Yeah, steak, mashed potatoes. You're the first person to ever order a steak at Hard Rock. Yeah, he's he going to take me out. I mean, I'm still new to Miami. You got to you gotta think, like, really think about that. I mean, Cuban food, Asian food, something. Ooh, boss. I haven't had no Cuban food You haven't food had yet. Cuban food. All right, that I'm needs- a homebody, man. I don't really do too much. I be chilling playing Warzone, bro. That's it. <laughs> see now, you now all of a sudden, now see now you're gonna bring the two of these guys into it because that's like a little bit. That's a tax. I need it. All right, so uh, <laughs> uh, now we're gonna go 20 minutes on that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best thing you found in my head. All right, so uh, but I mean it's a it's a little different from uh, I mean from Michigan down here. Uh, yeah, 100. percent But we have the best Coney Islands though. Mm-hmm. Like that number one. You won't find that down here. No. That's that's the one thing no, you're not, you're twenty four seven. You're not gonna find. Are you like a water guy? You want to get out in the water? I know some of the guys on the team are Struces, Jimmy is, Tyler is. I'm the ocean though, I'm not a big ocean guy. Do you swim? I can swim. Okay, but not in the ocean. Okay, I swim in the pool. And I'm not going <laughs> in the ocean. <laughs> I'm good on the ocean, boss. What is uh? What is the one thing you wish you were good at that you're not? Um. Damn. No, that's a good question. Uh, you cook? I can cook. What do you cook? A little bit of everything. Really? Yeah. Like right now, you would be like, I want you to cook this. I feel like I can cook it. You might be doing that for the whole team then. 
is anybody is anybody making you like do the carry the bags thing or any of that stuff? I know for the first year Struce no, but I'm saying Struce no, but Struce had to carry Jibby's bags for a little while. He denied it. Just keep it down. Yeah, let's keep it down because I ain't trying to carry no bags. What if I have to? I would, but I feel like now they're gonna hear it. Now I'm gonna be like, you know what? Kane's probably carry these bags now. Thank yeah, I think I think Bam's gonna make you carry yeah. bags. That's uh, Thank that. no problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me so let me ask you now because I know this. You said that this was uh, an ambition of yours, but you were a late bloomer and all that. Mm-hmm. But now that you see that you belong, mm-hmm. are you starting to think three years down the road, five years down the road, this is what I can make this? Nah, man, I'm just thinking about practice tomorrow, man. Trying to make the best of practice tomorrow because, like I said, man, I'm not in a position where it's guaranteed. So mm-hmm. I just want to stay focused on the next day and get better, and then focus on the next day. Honestly, man. Did Pat say, uh, well, Mr. Riley, has he said anything to you since uh, you got the contract? Um, yeah, he said congrats. Um, it's deserving and uh, just keep working because that's all I really need to hear, man. I just need to keep striving for more, honestly. But he was he was happy for me. Um, he just told me keep going, uh, deserving of it, and you're a great player. Like you're here for a reason. So yeah. Who was it? Who was it in the Heat front office that you think took the most notice of you? Was there someone who? Was it Adam? Was it Chet? Was it Keith? Was it? I don't know. So you don't know where this came from. Like you don't know. I mean, I mean, in other words, I, I mean, in terms of the Heat specific interest in you, yeah. You, you, there wasn't like continuing conversations that okay, this is they really like me. I mean, I knew like once. I feel like once I came like out of the uh, little COVID retirement thing and I still play like a good amount of minutes. I'm like, okay, they obviously like something, mm-hmm. but no, I don't know anyone that was like, oh yeah, we like Kane. Like, let's get Kane. Like, nah, I would just focus on the basketball part, honestly. How much do you guard Jimmy in practice? You said, how much do I guard him? Mm-hmm. Um, Not a lot. Like when we do five on five stuff mm-hmm. and it's like the younger guys versus those, I would try and guard him, but Lately, I haven't been guarding him a lot. You talk back to him when he talks? 100%. What do you say? I mean, it depends on what he say. (laughs) (laughs) Just depends on what he say. If he's not going too hard, then I won't go too hard. But if he's going hard, then I go hard. All right. So It just depends. I mean, he's not wearing the hair anymore, so you can't make fun of that. I don't really want to. I don't. I don't want to talk to him about that. Like, I don't want to blaze him about that. <laughs> See, look at it. I don't know what's going on with him in the head. Like, I don't know, man. That's all him, man. Huh? That's not coming for you. Nah, I ain't trying to blaze nobody about their hair or nothing like yeah, that. Nah, I know basketball. All right. Well, what I can say is, I think the thing that guys are going to get on you about is that you thought the best meal in Miami was a hard rock. So, so we're, we're gonna we're gonna need to work on that. I've been a lot of places though. You got to think. I, I haven't. So. <laughs> Coach Bo, right there. Hey, Hancho. Take him to somewhere other than Hard Rock. The Hard Rock is good though. I asked in the best restaurant in Miami. Gables. All right, I like it. I'm with it. Hey, I'm with it. See, look at this. We're getting things done on five on the floor. We just got a, a private meal between Eric Spolster and Jamal Kane at the Gables. I can give you suggestions in the Gables. It's a lot better than Hard Rock. All right, Jamal. Yes, a lot better. There's there's other right down. You got to get away from Bayside, man. You don't want to be a Bayside. Hard Rock. Mess with me. <laughs> Putting y'all out there. Let me let me get a free meal every Sunday. Something. They have enough money. They don't need to give you any. All right, Jamal Kane, we appreciate you joining us. Thanks to the Miami Heat uh, for the access today. Thanks to Alex and Brady, and good luck this season. Appreciate y'all, man. It's fun. I like it. Oh. Nice. Nice, appreciate, appreciate that. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs>
fire shit that night. But the hard rock is fire. Don't Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Fire Regional Sports Network.